Hello and welcome to episode four of the Time Out with Jack Kings podcast. Uh, I hope you're doing well. Uh, I have got another special guest on. Uh, so, Mystery Man, introduce yourself. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Tim. I'm 20 years old from Germany, Bavaria. Um, there's just a couple of things you need to know about me, which is that I work for the German railway company. And music-wise, I started music production in 2016, started with Future House, and now I'm pretty much dedicated to pop music. So let's get started with some of the questions. So, um, Tim, uh, I know you've been signed to labels, uh, but what labels have you been signed to? Um, so people know kind of thing. So, yeah, my first release was last year in, uh, I think it was October. In the end of October, I signed my first track to um, a record label called Tune Out Records. It's from Munich. Yeah. And that was pretty much also my first pop track. So I always produced like feature stuff, but I never actually signed it anywhere. So the first actual track was indeed like dance pop music. Yeah. And yeah, that's pretty much it. That's yeah, and we have our release, which we're going to talk about in this podcast as well, uh, of Futures Cloud, which is going to be released on Tuesday, which is pretty good. So why do you continue with pop over Future House? Is it because you don't like it anymore? Is it there's too many people doing it? There's, what is it? Well, What made um, you go to pop? I believe it's because too many people are doing it and... Like the most of most important part here is that it actually sells a lot better, it's yeah. more commercial, and it's way more likely to get say a million plays because of the huge audience, and it's a lot simpler to produce. Like, yeah, if you have a few jazz track and you're producing like the baseline of it, it takes like five layers, in like bad cases yeah. even more, and you know it takes much time to mix it well. In future, yeah. and you don't you don't have that in pop music. There's like say a number of max free layers with one element, and yeah, yeah, it's time saving, definitely time saving. Yeah, um, and I think with future houses, like we said just then, it's a lot of people are doing it, so everyone's just jumping on the bandwagon to be to be trendy essentially. Um, and I think with pop music, you hear a lot more of it, like. I've seen it like pop music is played like everywhere you go, whether you're in Germany, exactly. whether you're in England, whether you're in Holland. It's just a universal thing. It's a um, thing that's played yeah. everywhere in the world. Um. So another question that I added on to this was: so there's some people we may have people that want to get doing pop music. Um. So we're going to kind of give people some tips, like how to get started. So what do you think people? should do to get started in making pop music um i think the most important thing is to listen to a lot of pop tracks in the first place and then figuring figuring out um what elements they use compared to feature house to edm so like there is um uh, a bunch of tracks out there in the, in the top 10 that have for example um an 808 bass which is yeah pretty new for pop music because it's used to be in like trap and uh hip-hop but now it's getting more popular in, yeah. in pop music so if you take a look at other producers what they do what they use like elements wise 
you you will notice yeah. that there's a lot of elements coming from different genres into pop. Yeah. And if you want to make your own pop track, you should use your knowledge in different uh, genres you've yeah. produced. And I think try I think, to combine yeah. it with more like um, poppy elements. For example, take mm. uh, like um, some really warm co- chords, like plucky chords always work. Take more yeah. instrumentals. There's plugins called yeah. uh, Contact, and you have for Contact. There's so many good libraries out there that are free, yeah. and you can use them for your pop music production. Yeah, I think I've heard funk like like even though you get the funky bass line, which you usually think, oh, that's just funk and the stuff, uh, especially like Julie and I think Ellis sometimes does it. Um, yeah, Ellis does it. Um, it's like a funky guitar, and it shows you how easy it is for that type of guitar to like cross over. Uh, and I'd say don't don't be afraid of trying new things with pop music because um, you don't really know if you don't try. Um, if you're just going with the mindset of I tried this, um, I, people don't like it, but when people react to it and like it then you know it's working you know you don't go in half-heartedly yeah, like look look um it won't work if you're not entirely sure you want to do it if you're just forcing yourself it won't work so that's it has to be to natural mind. don't force yourself you, you to have do to like thing. it of course if you want to make pop music because you, you know it sells good well get somebody to ghost produce it who is like really into this yeah. But you won't have that success. And I think, um, as well, uh, what's it called? I believe, like with music, like pop music, is don't expect it to be like I'm in it for the money. Oh no, because it just translates over. It's like, oh, they just made that track because they wanted a bit of money, you know. Uh, well, but we all know that music production doesn't pay that good. Even if you like a uh, bigger artist, you still get like all the money from the companies that like make promotion. Like you, you know. Um, so the next question we got, we're gonna focus on. Uh, we're gonna talk about our release on Tuesday, which is uh, big for both of us. Um, so how did our release like come about? Like the pop track. Like, have we got any any good moments, bad moments when we made this? Uh, so. Yeah, our track started last year uh, with like a simple idea of mine, like in late summer of last year. Um, I showed Jack my my ID, and he instantly had this idea of adding like some of his elements, like um, the chords that are in the in the drop of our track. That's like one of Jack's say signature sounds, and. Back then, he taught me how to recreate this sound in my track. So this is how our track came together. And then we started working together to finish this project. Yeah. And, yeah. I think we had the thing where I wasn't... And I think once we got it finished, we were pitching it to labels. Mm-hmm, that's, and I that's, think... That's I one think, of the yeah, yeah most intense moments of this track because we almost gave up because literally every major label, pop, EDM label said no. When suddenly Jack casually emailed Bjorn from Future House Cloud and they just took it like 
after a week. I nonchalantly just emailed and walked in like, hey, track. And like this, this made no sense for me when, when Jack showed me that, that email because, you know, if you just cloud, it already says in the name, it's Future House label and we have a pop track. So that was kind of, that was kind of weird for me. That then again, we could argue it's Future Pop, you know. It's Future uh, Pop, true. Yeah. Um, I think with the mix mash, I think I wasn't in the country. It was during ADE last year and I wasn't in the country. I think I was flying over the next day, like the next mm -hmm. day mm -hmm. to, yeah. um, and then I come, I like, I come, I land and then Tim just comes up to me. He's like, yo, Jack, uh, I went to the mix mash demo drop and I was like, all right then. Yeah. Like nonchalantly, as I always do, um, nodded in and he goes, oh yeah, laid back Luke, uh, said he liked it. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was quite funny because as he, as Jack already said, he wasn't there. And I took the opportunity to um, actually uh, let Lightback look, listen to my track. And I was kind of surprised that he was like, this this would fit for our deep label. Like, like what the fuck? And then, like, <laughs> uh, like after the celebrations, uh, like, months later, we reached out to um, their A&Rs because I got their email after the demo drop and sadly no response. Yeah, if they did respond, then the track would have probably been on Mix Mash. Um, but we kind of thought, well, we weren't going to be dis disheartened and say, "Oh, look, the track, the track's not good," you know. But well, at least we can say it's it's been supported by him by Layback Luke. Yeah, and that's a good thing. Is like I know there'll be people that are listening to this and is like, "Oh, I've been rejected by this label or this." Um, or I didn't get like this. Most people deal. didn't even get the opportunity to actually let this label listen to your track. It's like, honestly, don't be disheartened if they say, look, we don't, uh, they don't listen to it because you can move on. You move on to new things. You go, oh, okay, they don't want to listen to it. I'll move on to someone else. What, um, matters, what matters the most is that they recognize you again, like after you've talked yeah. to them. So, even if you know they're not going to sign it, make sure that you stay in their minds, in their like, in their heads, so they will remember you when you come back to them with an actual good track. Yeah, it's like being resilient as well, having the ability to bounce back after something puts you back, um, kind of thing. Um, I think the next question I did have was um should people like give like this is for artists or musicians or anyone just just is doing music tim what do you think on people giving up on music during this hard time and what can we kind of say to them to keep them going and keeping them motivated to keep producing or making more music and releasing so like during this time i would say um there's never been an easier or yeah basically easier time to make music because most people are restricted to going outside. And I think that's really beneficial. Yeah. If you have a lot of time, even though like, let's say you're like the, like one of the uh, people who lost their jobs because you know, of that thing. Um, don't let this bad vibe overcome you. Try to feel positive about every situation. I know it sounds hard. Yeah. And 
you might not understand it right now, but if you keep making music, uh, you will feel a lot better. Yeah. And I've also found that even if I'm not making music, and I think this could happen to some, some people may relate to this, is I don't, so when I'm not making music, I at least check in with my like people that make music, like my friends. Um, so it's like to check in on Tim and Sam and all that because we have like a group chat on WhatsApp where we all just check in on each other and just, you know, chat. Yeah, because... communication, chatting is like really, really effective overcoming like bad vibes. Uh, it's because if you just if you just block yourself, like you just lock yourself away and don't talk to anyone, oh, that is a whole heap of trouble waiting to happen. Um, and if you're thinking like you don't have any friends or so, there's like plenty of discords, open communities that are welcoming you as soon as you join. And also a cheeky plug. Um, if you are in listening to this and you'd be like, oh, maybe I want to join the Discord community to like where I can post like my artwork or uh, something creative or music or you just want to just sit there and have just a sense of a community during this hard time, you can always join the good old Jacko King's Discord. Um, cheeky plug there. Um, <laughs> but you can join... It's just a family kind of vibe. We're all we're all there. Uh, you can chat. You can play Pokecord if you really like Pokemon. Um, currently, Bowker is playing this game like nonstop. Uh, you can play Akinator. Uh, it's just loads of fun stuff. Um, and so I will probably, uh, if you check out my Instagram, I may le- just ask me on Instagram and I'll give you the link uh, and you can join that. So back on topic um so are there any songs that have been released like this week tim that you're like mm-hmm. constantly like clicking repeat like on loop so like for me is the new blinders track on stamped um i believe it's called yeah right let me have a look yeah it's like right there or something like that which i like or something uh is there any tracks that you're really into at the moment um i think there's one track that really uh stuck out and it's called something real it's from leno and i believe he's one of the most talented producers out there because just he has like this um funky but also poppy sound design and it's just so unique and the vibe is already there like after after two seconds you you already want to listen to the whole track yeah so if you want to listen to it it's called something real from leno it's like um it's like so good. Like I'll even say this now is because of what's going on in the world and this and that. The kind of thing is don't be disheartened because there's a lot of new music coming out to try and combat this. Um, so we're trying to bring out a lot of new music. Uh, I'm trying a lot of new sounds and uh, this, that and everything. Um, but I'm also trying to and I'd say this for artists as well as musicians is if you do have a somewhat of a fan base, try to connect with them during this oh, yeah. time. Like message Even if them. you like ten followers, message them, get in get in touch with them. Like I message a few of my followers, check in if they're okay. Um, because I'm one of those people that believes that connecting with your fans means one, on the good side, you you'll get listeners you get your listeners up uh but two you 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 look like a really nice person 
um, that wants to connect with people. Um, you got anything else to add on that, Tim? Kind of. Well, I I do agree on on all on what you've said so far, but yeah, getting in touch with your followers is never a bad bad idea. Also, um, keeping people posted is also good. So regular regular posts on Instagram should be something you can do in your yeah. time. It's and, like I have a yeah. It's like I have a target of posting every in those four days i try and post within those four days exactly so make sure you have content to show your followers because if you don't post anything but just talk to them they'll be like yeah cool, cool but, but like where's where's new music where's new pictures you know like you, don't you regurgitate content don't like recycle the same photo unless it's a throwback thursday or a throwback tuesday um post something new even if you're like I've heard people that go, uh, Jack, my, my content isn't interesting. Hell, you could post a picture of a window with cars outside yeah, and I people still wanna... like that. I'm just and I did that, out. by the way, and <laughs> I actually did very well. You know what's, what's kind of funny of this? Um, like last year or two years ago, there was like this uh, most like picture on Instagram by Kylie, Kylie Jenner. And it oh, got that beat. egg. It got beaten by a, by a picture of an egg. So ne- ne- don't an think egg. that any any content is like useless or not interesting. Everything can become interesting if you do the right marketing and find the right audience. Yeah, and a tool I'd suggest as well, uh, which I do a lot in my posts now, is if you've got a boring photo and it's got no color or anything. Um, if you use Lightroom, you can. There's loads of filters and tutorials on how to make filters online. If you want to make a filter to make your photos look better, um, it's worth a shout to make all your pictures look pretty. Because... Even even if you don't have like Lightroom or all these expensive like programs, there's a program called Gimp, G I M P, and it's free to use. And you can basically do let like at least half of what's uh, possible with Lightroom, still, still good. Yeah, it's like it. Possibilities are endless. Uh, what you can do with your content. Um, we get to go on to the fun question of management or someone having just someone who keeps you organized. Um, so we can both agree on this um, and talk about this. So, what's it like having someone help to keep you motivated and keep you focused on your goals, kind of thing? keeping it's, you organized yeah uh like my management it's my girlfriend isabel she's doing like really good job keeping me motivated and yeah with all, I think, with all yeah. her like i, I would all, already have quit <laughs> yeah i think with me is with my management uh, i won't say too much because uh they're probably listening probably telling me not to say stuff um but the sense of just having people that keep you driven on your goals and giving you tips to make things better than what you're already doing um and also keeping you pushed on the right direction because you may often diverge off the track you're on like a train track and you might go off the track and it's their job to push you back onto the track and say look you're doing this way too wrong this is what you need to do uh and it's also always they... having a second pair of ears that mm, that have has a different uh like 
view of what you're doing. Yeah, you don't necessarily need, and I'll say this now, you don't necessarily need someone who's um, a music producer or anything. You may just want them just to listen to it and then go, oh, it sounds nice or something's not right because you can often find the producer that'll tell you what's wrong with it. Um, and there'll be people like, Jack, I want management. And I'll see people that are going, I want management. And it's like, you don't need management just yet. It's If you get found by management and they offer you something, then well done, bravo. I'm giving you a clap here right now. Um, I sound so sarcastic doing that, but um, <laughs> I'm trying just to say, don't rush into things. Don't rush to get management. Like if, don't, you, if you feel like yeah. you don't need, you don't need a manager or anything. You can still if, ask like friends of you if they want to like help you out having a schedule or anything. I think if if they're really close friends, they won't say no. It's like making you have like a manager in a way helps you keep to have a schedule, keeps you driven towards your goals. Uh, it gives you the tips that you might be missing something on your social media, your your social media isn't popping enough, or um, something like that. They they do all that to try and help you. Um, and if you aren't willing to take the feedback uh, from your management, then you shouldn't be having management in a way. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> because um, they're the ones that are trying to make you better. Um, and even you know, if you don't like what they're saying, they're probably right most of the time. Because I've seen a lot of young musicians, producers, um, they go, they try to rut, like they see someone they know with management, so they immediately rush to their management. Um, it's like doesn't mean be, doesn't mean that they got a manager. That management company or that individual wants to manage you. And it pains me to say it, but that is the blunt truth. Like, mm-hmm. don't assume that the manager of uh, Martin Garrix, because he manages Martin Garrix, he doesn't want to manage you. Right. Because what? Because you're just a no. And and I will say that bluntly. You, you know, you aren't yet at that level of him as got like Martin Garrix or Ed Sheeran or Louis Capaldi, those type of people. When you get to that level, then that side they start going, "Oh yeah, do you want me to manage you?" You know, yeah. And I think it, we agree on the same thing with the uh, like what we said with pop music: don't force it through, don't force anything, don't force management through, don't force music through, don't force things on people. If you're not feeling like doing it right now, then don't do it. But uh, always keep in mind that you should eventually give it a shot even though you don't want to maybe because you you might find some inspiration yeah like baby steps baby step everything yeah right um on don't, the next yeah, yeah don't don't feel like um you're gonna have success in the, in the next week that's really yeah. unlikely you Always don't wake up i don't wake up thinking i'm gonna get another release if i could i would yeah um, <laughs> it's, it but, always happens yeah. like random um so we we are we've obviously with the events going on right now um and i kind of put this more as a relevant a relevant one it sounded like irrelevant then um a relevant uh thing uh, at the moment is because covid is still 
doing Stopping. a lot of damage, essentially. Uh, so, Tim, what are your thoughts on like COVID shutting down the festival scene? Uh, and what um, have you kind of been doing in the lockdown kind of thing? So I believe um, all the actions that have been taken by the government are definitely not bad. Also, banning like bigger festivals is never never a good uh, bad idea because of the high risk of spreading. You know, we all, we already have heard it everywhere. Um, but I can tell you what's happening here in Germany. Um, there was a not 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 that of a big lockdown. There was restrictions like you were still allowed to go out, getting groceries and stuff. But um, there was never yeah. like a uh, restriction that there was like police checking the streets if somebody's outside. That's that was not the case, and yeah, we still had a lot of freedom to do things we needed to do. Yeah, and, and I think right now, I, um, yeah, yeah, the restrictions and the, the you know curfews have been lifted a bit, so it's starting to get back into normal. Yeah. I'd say I'd say with the whole festival scene for artists like it's not just DJs are affected it's like people that make pop music like Ed Sheeran and stuff like that who usually do touring and stuff they can't tour um it take from the EDM point of view from all of us producers who do DJing and it, it's hard for us because we like doing well, the shows yeah you know? like doing shows is like really was one of the most ben like beneficial parts of being a, a dj and like they they get the most money from doing that but here's the thing like even though we're restricted in things we still are able to do music and that's a good thing we are able to produce a lot more stuff than compared to last year in this time so we can prepare it for next year already by just making a, yeah. lot, of, a lot of music like bigger artists now have the time to um pre-produce tracks that will be released next year maybe so they have yeah. more time for doing for doing more shows next year so it's not bad right now you just have to think for the future yeah and it's it's like what i like to say you fail it's you prepare to fail not fail to prepare um and to be honest i know tim i know um i think we were going to do a po i think one of the friends that we know was planning an event during ADE, but if ADE doesn't go ahead, it looks like we've missed out on a potential show. But then um, everything we have planned will be continued next year, so nothing is lost. Just yeah. moved to a different time. We just missed a show. Well, like people will be like, "Oh, I missed, I missed the show to not see Jacko Kings or miss." It's Locks not that or... it's not happening ever again. So it's just coming yeah. back next year. We like the one of the things that I have. I'm I'm pretty vocal about now is virtual festivals. So rather than you actually having to go there, virtual festivals on like YouTube, Discord. Um, fun fact: there's at, and I'll say this here and there. Um, there are festivals on Minecraft. Okay, there's you know festivals on every thing you can imagine. Roblox, Everything Fortnite. That's yeah that's it's it's just so crazy you never thought that would have like been a thing in a year ago yeah and it's like virtual festivals even if you're missing out on a real show you still get the experience of a real show from home like you can get go to your fridge you get beer for free actually uh don't have you to pay for drinks that's a good thing right yeah you don't have to deal with someone spilling your drink when you're walking through the club which that, that that happens to me quite a lot, and apparently people blame me for that, and it isn't me. It's <laughs> it's drunk people. 
very drunk people. Um, uh, but Tim, are you going to be doing any virtual shows or festivals, or uh, what are you going to do while um, the festival I, scenes I on never, a pause? I never, yeah, I never really focus on DJing at all. Like I know how to DJ, and I certainly have had some gigs now and then, but nothing too crazy. So I didn't. Yeah. I didn't plan anything for like virtual things. I, I'd rather keep producing and trying to yeah make something that's like music-wise. Yeah, I can say I'm doing a I'm doing a virtual show, well, festival. Um, so uh, I'll probably post more about that when I get more details on Instagram and all my like, social media kind of thing, so people can find out what I'm doing. Um, it's already odd if you're listening in the future. Check out his Instagram; it should be there. Yeah, if you're listening in the future, if you're some time travel or something, you know, uh, or you know, I'm DJing at that festival before I even know the actual date. Well, you're a time traveler. Um, tell me how my future's going for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tim. So I know we often every October we all meet up. We all go and party together. We all have dinner together. Um, what are your thoughts on ADE running this year? Or are you thinking you're thinking they're gonna go nah? How are we um, gonna do this with social distancing? So I think ADE with with uh, social distancing is a challenge. I I believe it's not happening because like people are like it's the main purpose of going to ADE to meet up with people. Yeah. And, and if you if the main element of this whole event is missing. Then I don't think it would make sense to even run yeah. it or host it. So um, I would rather pass on this year's ADE, even if it's happening, yeah. and wait for next year because the experience you will get if it happens will won't be the same as compared to last or next year. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's. I think yeah, I think that's one of the big things is that year is like I know dance fair got cancelled, but they're trying to push that to October. But then they'll have to. Ad- follow social distancing as well and that's going to prove tricky um but i think for people that like besides all the what's going on um i have talked about ade in the past in this podcast with Bauker and saying what his experiences are with it um tim what's your experience experience with ade and have you kind of benefited from it and even though yeah okay let's talk about ade um yeah like one of the big downsides of ADE is it's it's pricey so like um even though the ticket itself isn't that expensive if you get the ADE card it's like 20 bucks um hmm. but like traveling there like like let's say you live in fucking Australia sorry for saying that <laughs> <laughs> um should be should be censored now yeah you um, probably no uh but if you live in Australia um you might have a pretty hard time getting there because it's like on the other side of the world, or even if, even if you live in the in the states, it's it's a lot of a lot of money you gotta pay to get there. Yeah, but I can tell you, it's it's totally worth it because uh, connecting to the people you've talked with, like or chatted with, is so beneficial for your production because you meet up in person, you can talk about and show each other what you're working on, how you do it, um, like connecting is. I would say the most important thing in music, yeah. connecting with other artists, so that you learn from each other. Yeah, and 
yeah and just learning to or getting to know other producers you might not be able to meet in like online or yeah chatting like you know it's it's worth it yeah and what i liked about it is with ade is uh i talked to tim i talked to sam but they they if you just talk on a voice call people don't kind of get the full picture of like what you are and like away from the screen but it's like ad lets you you know be away from the screen kind of thing um, um, like all the big artists are coming to ad as well so you might even be able to actually talk to these artists you're like they're inspiring you and you can say that yeah. to them you can um ask them for advice because no one will have a better advice than somebody that, that has already made that yeah step you're looking for to make right and uh, master classes and all these things are so important that even like a, a ticket yeah. price of like 400 bucks would be worth it just for the experience mm. and the, the knowledge you get or gain yeah it's funny because during some events during ade i was getting recognized left right and center i was like they're like, oh, you're Jack. And I was like, yeah, what's up? And they're like, you're really talented, man. Uh, you're going to go far. And I was like, thanks. Like, I don't it's nothing, that. Uh, Yeah, you, you didn't expect that at all. Like, uh, people actually recognize you. Oh, I thought it was going to be some, like, 1930s American, like, going to come up to me and go, you're going to be a star, kid. Uh, <laughs> Just like. I, I, I definitely believe that this is, like, really <laughs> motivating hearing uh, that. Yeah, um, it happened to me, but let's see what the future brings. Yeah, I know it's uncertain, and I know people will be like, um, What do I do? How am I gonna cope? Um, but me and Tim will say here and there, uh, hang in there, uh, we will get through this. Um, yeah. like music's still gonna be coming, and I know if you're like, I-, I want to be at a festival, if they're offering an alternative to the festival, like an online one. Uh, but it's free then by all means take that um i'm not going to go into the big deal of saying uh because some people probably will be like jack jackie you go to festivals uh, how do i get a refund it's like this ain't the podcast for you to get refunds and um yeah this is a refund <laughs> yeah yeah that's if this was a refund podcast um i would have changed that to that name now but um uh, just to end the episode off in a way um is there anything any last remarks you want to say tim about um well, anything you got to say of course take care everybody and don't quit don't fall into like a deep hole of of bad vibes always keep in touch with people that you feel make you um in a better mood and yeah that's all I can uh, say. Are you going to plug your social media? Are you going to you gonna do that uh, as well? Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you mind, you can check my Instagram. It's called at Tim Der Pianist. So Tim D-E-R Pianist in one word. And leave a follow if you feel like this is the right thing or don't do yeah. anything. And I think from me, like last remarks, if you don't already follow... Uh, the podcast you can hit the follow button uh, i do put these into a playlist which is on uh my artist page so if you do want to follow the podcast or you've missed four million episodes um you can go back and you can go and listen to the ones that you want to listen to 
uh, and you can hit a follow on that as well. Um, as always, you can follow my social media uh, at Jack of Kings on Instagram. Um, you know, and other than that, I think um, I'll see you guys in the next podcast. Uh, thank you, Tim, for actually coming on and just uh, being My that pleasure. special, being that special guest, so I didn't have to sit in social isolation recording the solo podcasts on my own. All right, thank you so much. For-